Peace, y'all. This is the Views from the Southern Podcast. This year, guys, Spence. Uh, Skeleton Crew Day, man. We finna roll. Hey, we all we got. Spence, <laughs> absolutely. Macho. Hey, I'm in the building, man. Hey, man, we got a, 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 a special brother in here, man. Um, Brother Calvin? Calvin. Calvin. There you yeah. go. Brother Calvin. I was just uh, watching your... Uh, is that me? Is that you? Absolutely. No, that ain't me. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, we here, man. I, I was just uh, watching your um, your live from a few years ago. Uh, oh man, it kind of uh, it's a little triggering. It was a little triggering. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie to you. And this was yeah, November 2016. I had a my my son passed in 2016 August. Um, but uh, I'm gonna let the people um. Hear from you, man. Who is Brother Calvon? Uh, my name is Calvon Hawkins. I'm from Michigan City, Indiana. Um, I'm up here. Just got my vows renewed. Congratulations. Man. Congratulations. 30, How many 30, years? 30 years, man. Oh, wowzer. <laughs> 30 years, and I'm out here promoting a book and everything. So, mm-hmm. uh, about my daughter. It's called Justice for Nakeisha, mm-hmm. Father's Pain. She was murdered in 2011. Mm-hmm. July 24th, four days before her birthday. Wow. For her 18th birthday. For her 18th birthday. Mm. She got a casket for her 18th birthday, man. Yeah, that's unfortunate, man. I'm I'm so sorry, man. Um, I don't even I don't even know where to start, my show. Before I mean before, before we get into the the book specifically though, man, um I want to say congratulations. Yes. Um 30 years, you and your, your wife, man. That's I've been. I'm 17. How many? How many you in? Uh, I am almost two in, but we are 12. 12 together. We're 12 together, rolling. Yeah. Yeah. Me and my baby, 21 years together. Shit, man. That's a. So man, you so 30 years married. Yeah. I know you. Hey, man. Salute to y'all for that, man. <laughs> Appreciate it. Especially going through the ups and downs, man. It's just it's just tough to keep a friend for 30 years, nonetheless yeah. a spouse. You know. So salute to y'all for that, man. Congratulations, man. Y'all got any? Cause you know we, we we married, but you know we ain't thirty years married. So you got any advice you want to lay on us, man? Mm. Just got to she got to be your best friend, man. Mm. Like I don't know, just be your best friend. Y'all got to work together with everything. Like if I didn't have her, man, ain't no telling where I this would is be, bro. Yeah, and I used to be against real. that too. I used to be. I ain't gonna say I was against it, but I kind of fought that whole. Your spouse, your best friend. So I don't want my. I mean, my homie's yeah, my best friend, yeah. but that's what I thought too. Though it worked better. Yeah. It worked better when, cause like who I'm a vent to. Like you need to be venting yeah. to your wife, even if it's about your wife. You need to vent to your wife. Otherwise, you just complaining for the sake of complaining. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, friends, that, though, you know what I'm saying. Friends come and go, though. That's a fact. It's a fact. This is a fact. Friends <laughs> come and go, and like everything was going through. Yeah. And when like all the smoke cleared and stuff, the only person was left. Y'all too. What's up? Y'all yeah. all y'all got. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes you need that, man. You know, you need that mirror held up. Uh, you know, a lot of us, man, we don't look for uh, when we having vulnerable conversations. We don't really look for uh, advice or uh, anything like that. You know, it's reassurance most yeah. of the time. It's reassurance. Um, but you know, with you know being being married for the time that I have, man, it, it's been a it's been a wild adjustment because yeah. you are holding up the mirror to yourself. And sometimes, you know, self ain't good. <laughs> it ain't good. You need to hear the truth about what's going on, man. And um, you know, realistically, man, it, it, you know, it's that us against the world feeling ain't bad when it comes to uh the married life. Right. You know, I marry a lot of couples, man. Like 
I did, I did, brother Cal and Preach Life Renewal uh, Friday night. Um, and I almost then, lost it though. Up, <laughs> you held on, bro. Yeah, I almost got, it almost got me. <laughs> got a little teary eye, but he held on strong. Yeah, I was a mess at my wedding. My knees was buckling. Really? Yeah, I was. Oh man, I couldn't stop crying, man. It was, and I wasn't even a crier, man. But I was leaking. Who turned on the yeah. faucet? But I married a lot of couples. Like yesterday, I did like five ceremonies, four or five ceremonies, and um. I just always say, man, like, listen, y'all just got to have each other back no matter what. It's a fact. No matter what, whatever y'all come up against, y'all just got to have each other back, man. Yeah. So. I was intoxicated during ours. Did you? Oh, so it man. was like a, <laughs> it was like a, man, I was, you know what I mean? We was, it was just one of those things, man, where I was, um, I was just like, man, fuck it, let's do it, man. You know what I mean? Just out the blue. But our, uh, probably about our, our five year, we gonna, we gonna do something. We're going to do something real nice, and I'll probably lose it then. Yeah. Because uh, it's a different feeling, man. You know what I mean? It's hard to describe to people that, you know, unfortunately, have, you know, haven't been through that. But even in that type of relationship, you know, not even with the marriage, you know, just the relationship that we have, man, it's hard to describe it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That's my dog, mm -hmm. you know? But, um, man, shout out to all the couples out there, man. I, um, It's definitely a goal yeah, to be with somebody that that long. Um. With 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 everything that you have been through, uh, what I do know, you know, through experience is that um, being married and going through grief is a, it's hard. It's horrible. It's 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 very very hard. And, and, it know, will break some couples up. Like, yeah, it, it caused divorce on on some stuff. Yeah, and um, I can imagine because you you know, um, um, unfortunately, man, you know, as 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 fathers. Um, I'm gonna speak to my for myself. You know, there's a amount of there's a, there's a certain amount of failure you feel. You know, when mm. even if even if it's out of your hands, out of control, there's a failure there that no one can ever can ever replace. Uh, you can't replace it. You can't. Uh, there is no amount of uh, positive affirmation. There is just a certain there's a certain failure there that you feel when you're going through that. And a lot of the times, my 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 partner, my wife became my punching bag. She was who I I, I was releasing it. Um, Cause she was closest to she you. was the closest to me. Yeah, and she got real shaky for you know what I mean, real shaky for a minute because this is just it's a different type of feeling. For you guys being down so long, how did you get through that? It was the same feeling that you had. Mm. Felt like I felt my family, man. Because yeah. for one. The father and the husband is the protector. Yeah. And you yeah. try to stop and avoid all that type of anything, any type of trauma. Yeah. You don't want to see that come to your family. Because mm -hmm. so I had a business out there in Indiana. Police was doing all type of crazy stuff mm. to me, man. Uh, but we just. And this was after you lost your daughter? Maybe. Oh, yeah. Wow. After, and then the more I asked about my daughter, the more the police tried to. Set me up with drugs and all type of stuff, man. Mm. Turned the whole community against me. Yeah. It was even at the churches. Jesus. Po police was telling them that I was pulling the cars in because it was a sound shop, rim shop. Yeah. Okay. But they were saying I was pulling the cars in, letting them stay in there for like three or four hours, loading them up full of drugs and wow. running them out. Next thing you know, the feds come to me. I'm supposed to be going until 2028, bro. Ain't do nothing. Because you ain't do nothing. <laughs> so he ain't wow. do nothing. I ain't, ain't do, do nothing. nothing yeah. But kept asking about my daughter. Wow. 
So they knocked it out of the way. Got me out of there. Police departments be having egos too. Yeah, <laughs> especially when it's um when they know they ain't they not working hard enough. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And there's an amount of uh patience. I wanna call it patience, but I wanna call it I really wanna call it fuck shit. But I'm gonna say patience that they have oh, it's the first that thing. we can't I don't have time for that. You know what I mean? Like, what's going on with my what happened? What's you know the crazy thing bed? about that whole situation? While we are still out there on that hill when my daughter got killed, yeah. the murder was already solved. Via the internet. No. The police had all the information. Wow. They had already solved it. They just ain't like me. Wow. Yes. So they was being super. Yeah. I don't even want to call it petty. That's worse than petty. That's major. That's that's some bullshit. I'm going to call it like it is. That's that's terrible. So... Yeah, it's a crazy for story. For those man. for those for those who 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 do not know, um is there a brief um synopsis you can give us on the situation without going too deep into it? Police ain't like me. My daughter went to a sweet 16 birthday party or something. Yeah. You know, then she had came home and we had watched what was that? Insidious too. Mm, okay. So after the movie, like I have been having a bad feeling the whole day. Like everybody been calling me. It's like, Frost, come on, let's go somewhere. That's yeah. what they call me. That's my nickname, Frost. Okay. It's like, let's go somewhere. But I kept telling them, I can't go nowhere today. Like, like what's wrong with you? Janice got you, you know, yeah. on lock. I was like, come on, man, quit playing. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, she don't care if I go nowhere. So then my daughter went and took a shower and came out and was dressed. I was like, where the hell do you think you're going? Yeah. And she was like, over my pa- over Papa house. Some said, you lying. And I told her, you yeah. lying. When you get to Papa house, you call me and tell me you made it. She said, okay, Dad, I love you. I said, bye, Keisha, I love you. Yeah. 20 minutes go by, she called my wife. She was like, uh, Ma, come get me. They fighting. I was like, at Papa house? Yeah. She said, man... She was like, no, she at the party. I said, you go get Keisha ass and you bring her home. Mm-hmm. I said, this got to stop. Yeah. That's what I said. This got to stop. I think it was like five, ten minutes later, she called me. I answered the phone. Like when the phone rang, I just looked at it like, fuck. Answered the phone. She was screaming, Keisha dead. Hung up really? on it. Call back, Keisha dead. Hung up on it. Phone rung again. It was my brother. He was like, hey, Frost. I said, come get me. He said, I'm yeah. downstairs. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <clears throat> so what compelled you to uh, take your pain and put it in a book form? After the fight for justice that I did. Yeah. Went in front of the police yeah. station and everything. That was a video I was watching pre- yeah. pri- previous to you, uh, you guys going in. Because it was going to go a bad way. But the police told me, and this exact words, and I quote, you know who did it? We know who did it. Fuck it, handle it yourself. Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. This is a crazy story. Yeah. That's why that this book is a must read. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how much of it was, because I know it probably had to be a combination of you 
seeking uh, atonement for your daughter's passing, um, her untimely demise, and how much of it was like, yo, these people need to be punished and we need to make sure this don't happen again. All of it. I wanted to go on and do what the police told me, but, you know, they already didn't like me. Right. Yeah. They so, was waiting for you yeah, to do it. Yeah, they was waiting for me to do it. So black on black crime, they don't care about that stuff. You know what I'm saying? So if I done went and did something to him, yeah. I'd have got me out the way. Killed two birds That's with right. one stone. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad I got that lady out there. Because mm. she stopped it. Oh man, I came out out the room, man, just frustrated one night. I found yeah. him. Looking like Call of Duty. Jeez. Man. You um this was 2011. Yes. How, as a father, how do you deal with at least a certain amount of information and or video these days leaking onto the internet? It didn't leak out until November 16th. Oh, okay. The kids got the arguing on the phone. So they was arguing and arguing, but I'm laying in the bed depressed. Yeah. And my Facebook kept chiming. Thing. I'm not listening to that. Thing. I'm not listening to it. Thing. I said, man, let me look at it. So I got up and I looked at the phone and I started reading, reading the inbox, screenshots. And it was like some kids got to arguing. Then somebody was like, one of the kids was like, bitch, I should have been told about Keisha's murder. Hold up. Jesus. Now you got my attention. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So I got up and took it to the police station. So when they seen me, they was like, hmm, here he come. So I'm looking at it and I showed them. And then they was like, we can't do nothing for you. So I'm arguing with the police at the desk. And the older police that was about to retire, he come out the back. He was like. Come on, let me see that. So I he took me in his office. He said, listen, you got two different um, departments in here. You got this department and you got this department. Mm. He said, you crack this department. The daughter murder solved. Mm. I asked him to help me. He said, I can't do it. He said, because I'm part of this. Crack that. So the next day, I go back in the police station, and police was like, what did we tell you? What did we tell you yesterday? I said, so y'all not going to help me? Yeah. So, okay. So I left the house. I mean, left the police station, went home, and got my daughter a big old picture of my daughter, and went to the store and got some poster boards and write justice for Nikisha on there, hunk for justice. Went back to the police station and said, y'all got one more chance. Y'all going to help me tonight? He said, well, what we tell you? I said, I got y'all ass. Went outside and went live. It mm. went from me by myself to 85,000 people on the uh, viewing. Yeah. All in Dubai wow. and Germany and everything. And they just went nuts because they couldn't believe the story either. So that's when it went viral. Yeah. Five years later. Five years later. Mm. And everything that I was saying that they was doing to me and every all the evidence that I was presenting to them yeah. came out in the court. Everything. Mm. Was the uh, the perpetrators caught? Yeah, he was caught because of me acting up. Yeah. They um they should have gave him life, but they gave him 50. 
He was laughing at trial. Wow. No remorse. No remorse. Before you knew it, I jumped over the thing, <laughs> and I was on him at um, his attorney at the defense table looking at him. I was like, yeah, that means I can touch you, boy. Yeah. And then the judge started banging the gavel talking about Mr. Hawkins. I'm going to get you for contempt. I started clapping in the courtroom. I was like, what you think I'm trying to do? Get me in there. Five minutes in the cell with him. Jeez, man. So um, we we actually have your co-author on the line now. But before we introduce him, had you ever uh, done anything like this before? Like wrote anything for publishing? Like have you had any experience like authoring anything in the past? No. You ever thought about writing a book before this unfortunate ha accident? No, I was just writing stuff. And I say, I'm going to write a book. Yeah. But I was just writing. I ain't know nothing about writing. I, you know, I'm just writing with how I'm feeling. And I went to the Gangster Chronicles in California. And yeah. Then, and Norm, uh, Norm and uh, Big James hooked me up with him. We was on a, I was at Big James' house. Okay. And we had a conference call at, um, at the house, and that's when they hooked me up with, um, with San Juan. Wow. And then it went from there. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. So we got the award-winning Arthur, <laughs> my man, my brother, Mr. Santuan Jackson. SJ, how do, how do you, what do you like to go by uh, professionally? We're in a professional setting. How do you like to be just SJ Jackson or? No, what, what, what's going on? How everybody doing? What's Peace. up, fellas? Y'all all right? Peace, Peace. What's up, bro? Yeah, well, in this professional setting, I'm an author, so it's S.L. Jackson. So when I do my author works, I'm S.L. Jackson professionally. So okay. our personal relationship, that's why you know me as S.J. or twin, though. You feel me? Yes, sir. Absolutely. So we got the award-winning author and co-author of uh, uh, Justice for Nikisha, A Father's Pain, Mr. S.L. Jackson on live with us. Congratulations, brother. I see the book. It looks amazing. I can't wait to get my copy. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, Thanks, man. Thanks. I actually wish that you, I would have got you, we would have got you your copy before so you could have actually uh, read it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, this is a must read. Not because I wrote it, because me writing it don't, don't, it ain't about me writing it much as it is about getting the Keisha story out. And I've never met one person who I told this story to that wasn't interested. Like, I've never met one person who I explained what I was doing and what was going on, and they wasn't interested. So, like, I was telling Cal Wine, bro, we not selling books. We just telling a story, and somebody mm. can hold on and read it at their leisure. You feel me? Mm. So, uh, SJ Jackson, could you kind of go into the process um, of what it was like helping co-author this brother's story? Like, what was, like, the creative process, and, like, how long did it take for you to 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 go back and forth well, I'm sure you had tons of questions and and I'm sure y'all probably had to go back and forth quite a bit. So what was the process of life like if you could detail that for us? Well, initially the process was like for me, uh, I, I actually heard the story on the Gangster Chronicles as well because I, I, we uh, really affiliated with the Gangster Chronicles and Norm and Digital Soulbox Network. Like me and my brother as the connected experience probably got the longest running show on Digital Soapbox Network. Like shows have came and went and we still there. So our relationship with Norman Steele is like really deep. Like we have a business relationship, but we also have personal relationships. So I'm listening to the Gangster Chronicles and I'm and I'm hearing a story and I'm interested. So when he goes back, when Calvin goes back to James house, uh, I was actually uh, authoring something for someone else. So that's how mm. they knew that I could author besides me being an award winner 
urban fantasy author. See, because the thing is, I came in the game as an urban fantasy author. Mm. And then my next run in the game, I only been a professional author for three years, you know, because I just had the anniversary of having my computer. So <laughs> I was an urban fantasy author. Then I started working on some other type of works, which opened some doors for me to meet Calvin. Mm. And when we first talked, I, I understood his story, but I told him, hey, you got to be serious because I'm serious about this. And if I'm going to dedicate the time to doing it, you got to be serious. So then I got his information and we would talk back and forth. And he sent me some stuff that he was working on. And I gave him my opinion, not my professional opinion, just my opinion. As I heard you tell the story. Now I'm reading what you got. You should do this, this, this and this. And whether you use me or not, you remember that I told you that type of thing. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So. It was a process of us going back and forth, and then I wouldn't hear from him, and then I would hear from him, and then he started sending me more works because I would ask for stuff like, tell me this, tell me this, tell me this. And it wasn't as much as about what had happened with Nikisha. It was more about who he was, who Janice was, who are these people that you're talking about when you send me stuff? I don't know anything about them, so tell me about them. Not the world, tell me about them. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And that was my my character description because these are actual people. These are based on true events. So by being actual people, I couldn't make something up about somebody and he go get his haircut by. You feel me? So I need to know about these people. And as we get to learning about these people together, because I'm asking specific questions, me and Calvin began to develop our own personal relationship because now we talking in the middle of the night. We're talking in the middle of the day. I'm 24 hours. You could call me whenever. So we're telling each other just stuff about who we are. And it's like all these birth dates and dates and special dates in his life and special dates in my life. And my daughter's birthday is on Nikisha's boyfriend's birthday. And uh, Nikisha was murdered before her 18th birthday, which is July 28th. My, my grandfather's birthday is July 27th. Like it was a lot of things that was matching up. Like Calvin's birthday is uh september 26th that's my mother-in-law's birthday like it's a lot going on with mm. like just by us becoming to know each other so that made the actual writing process easy for me because it's it's more like method acting right so i've learned so much about him that when i sit down and put my pen to the pad or my fingers to the computer i become him mm. because i know i could call him and tell if something off about him now when I talk to him, like I we 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 own the same the universe put us in the same area for a reason. So we we doing a lot together. So I I had to become him. Like the best way to describe it is Denzel Washington becoming Lonzo in Training Day. His wife said he had he couldn't come home until he got like some counseling to detach from that. Mm. But this is a real human person that went through these events. So and I talked to him and I'm learning about his wife and I'm learning about his mother and grandmother and father. And I'm learning about his life so much. Now I write it off the things that he told me and we present to you a, a justice for Nikisha father's pen. Mm. Now, brother Cal, um, I mean, you didn't, you didn't know brother SJ Jackson um, before. So, um, so when y'all going back, trying to get through this creative process, I'm sure there was some frustration. Yeah. On, probably I'm sure on both of y'all ends. Cause SJ's like, I need more, I need more. And you're probably like, man, I, I just know there had to be some frustration. So from y'all to work through that to get to where we are today, what was the timeline like from y'all initial consultation to till today when I got this physical book in my hand? What was that timeline like? Like a year and a half. Mm. We got, we knocked it out of the park. 
He called me one day wow. when I had disappeared on him. Because, mm-hmm. you know, to have to relive all that yeah. stuff again, I'm like, man, this stuff going to drive yeah. me crazy again. So I was in Texas in my condo, like, laying down, and he called me and said, hey, man, listen, um, I need you to get up and write the funeral chapter. I was like, man. I said, what you say? He said, write the funeral chapter. If you give me that chapter, you can do anything. Yeah. So I got up, no hesitation, worked on it for like seven hours, sent it to him, went to bed for like three, four days with a headache. Mm. See, I, I have a uh, I have a love-hate relationship with therapy, right? I've been in and out of it for since since my situation happened. I've been out in I've been in and out of it because sometimes um You, there are feelings that are in there that I'm afraid to come out. Not because, not because I don't want to face them, but because I don't know what I do if they truly came out. And so like you, I disappear. I won't go. I'll stop. I'll stop for ages. So brother, how do you, when he does these disappearing acts, how did you, one, keep him on track, and two, how did you stop yourself from inheriting his feelings and what he's going through to get this book finished? I only did it once. Well, that was it. That one time you disappeared. Yep, and then when he asked me, he unlocked something in me again. And when I wrote and he's like, send me everything that you got now. I say 200 pages I sent him, but he said I had sent him 200,000 words. Hmm. It, it wasn't quite that many words, but it was a lot of words. And that's how books are uh, classified for people who don't know. Like your book is classified by the amount of words. That's what it does. I can have a hundred chapters and, and, and have 10,000 words. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. chapters and pages are, are not, what define books is the actual amount of words. Mm. That's some author uh, advice in game for you. So appreciate what I do is I need as much information as possible, but I'm also on the outside looking in. So before me knowing I have to tell the story, I have to hear the story. I'm like a lawyer when I if I'm working with somebody, tell me the truth. I don't got to put none of that in there. I just need to know the truth so it can make sense to me, so I can make it make sense to the masses. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So. When when I wouldn't hear from him, I go to therapy myself. So like, I couldn't inherit what he was going through. I could fi- I could understand what he was going through because I had intricate details and all of that. And then at the same time, I'm simultaneously raising a daughter. So yeah. I could I, I couldn't imagine, but I'm going through it firsthand because I'm getting it from him firsthand. But like, I go to therapy, so it wasn't like I would talk to my therapist like, yo. This is a lot, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? But I, I know that it's for me to do. It, it, it The only thing that I, I always held on to and knew that this project was literally designed for me. It was not designed for nobody else. Other people came and tried to help them do it. It just did not work. I didn't come and try to help with anything. We came, we saw, we did. That was it. Mm-hmm. From the beginning, mm-hmm. I knew once I heard his story that I would help tell that story somehow. I got a big... Uh, network of people, whether I'm a writer, whether I'm a podcaster, whether I'm just sitting next to you at the bar, I could talk. So I knew somehow, some way it was meant for me to help him tell his story. So I wasn't worried about 
take I wanted to take on as many feelings and stuff as mm. I could because I have to make someone who this is their first time hearing a story feel it. And we've been doing a great job of that. Mm. Yeah, like you said, I went to therapy too, but the first time it didn't work out because I didn't want no help. I yeah. wasn't trying to hear that. Like I was in there through I'm driving that therapist crazy, man. Healing can be scary. Man, it, it forces I was driving you to face, crazy, bro. It forces you to face that trauma. Man, so. she was pulling her hair out. She even asked my wife. She was like, hey, man, listen, Janice, he didn't jumped off the boat and he drowning. I advise you to stay in this boat with me. Have you ever thought about divorce? Oh, wow. That's how crazy I was driving that lady. Jeez. But then when we started working, <laughs> when we started working on this book, I went back to her. She was like, I'm not finna play no games with you. I said, listen, I didn't want your help before. Now I need your help. And I imagine I, working on this book had to be some level of therapy in itself, too. Yeah. Hey, man, when me and Santuan finished this and he we got on that computer and then he was like, push this, push this, push this, go this. And once I pushed that last go to submit it, I went outside and sat on my porch. It looked, felt like God just grabbed my shoulders. It went like that, man. And I just like, oh. Relief. Mm. Like, man, and, and no other them, feeling, man. Go ahead, not to cut you off. Uh, And I was telling them, like, the only way that we're ever going to meet each other in real life is when you bring me a physical copy of the book. That's the only way we go meet each other. So if we never finish the book, we'll never meet. You know what I'm saying? And And I told them, like, Film yourself opening the package to this book, mm. you know, when you first get it, because that feeling in the world, you go be able to describe it to people. But I want you to see that for yourself in your natural state of doing that, because I've done that, opened the book and it meant so much to me. Like you, you don't even know what to do, but this was a deeper story. And I knew that once he touched that book, we was out of here from there because now we get to meet. Now, once we meet, we brothers now. We deeper than friends because I know so much about you. And in return, I told you so much about me. Like, I wasn't afraid to tell him that, hey, I could also relate to the other side of this story. Because at one point, I was the 16-year-old at a party with a gun ready to shoot. Whether mm. you, you feel what I'm saying? So yeah. when I'm writing this story, I can see it from another side. As so with the reader. The reader wants to know. How does a 16-year-old get in a situation to have a gun and why would they be shooting at a party? Because you got to remember, this is 2011 that these things are happening. And this is the beginning of social media parties. So this is yeah. 150 kids outside yeah. in 2011 at a party. Now we thinking that and that's not even that's light. Now that's not even that's whatever. But in 2011, to have 150 kids out there and witness these things, you got to ask yourself. If your parents told you, hey, don't say nothing because that's the rules where we come from. You don't snitch. And that is passed down from your parents. Correct. This is so if, if if your child in 2011 witnessed that and you told them not to say nothing, how many kids are going to go against their parents? They love Keisha. They know Keisha. See, I had a broader look at things because I'm in I'm inside Calvin's head, but I'm on the outside looking in at the story. Yeah. So I understand his pain. But I understand why some of these kids waited to come forward and all of that. So I couldn't paint a picture of these kids as being wrong or 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 villains because in actuality, the parents were telling the kids 
not to say anything, which is the truth. Would you agree, uh, Calvin? Yeah, they took him to the police station, told him don't say anything. But they had this one, so, one little kid, man, when I got out that car and walked up that hill and seen my baby laying on that ground, mm. he told me he did it. He told me. And I'd never seen that kid again. Wow. So, uh, Brother SJ, um, when you told him to write that funeral chapter, you did that strategically, right? Because you figured that would probably be the hardest chapter for him to write. So you figured, did you figure like, okay, if he can get through this, we can get through this book easy? Well, like I said, once I got to know him and once I was reading things that he was sending me, like I, will, I will, yeah, it was, it was strategic because I was making him dig deeper and deeper about things that didn't have necessarily anything to do with Nikisha. So, for example, well, Keisha got parents and they had to love each other or whatever they had to do, which they just celebrated 30 years. Yep. So how did you meet your wife? How did you do this? What happened when this happened? So I was simultaneously just unlocking pleasurable, happy feelings for them. Um, because once I know that you 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 thinking outside the box, I'm giving I'm making you think about things that was would make you smile about your daughter because we got to paint that. We got to make her a person to the world in order for this to work because she was a person to you. We have to make them love her. We love her. That's why I'm helping you. You feel me? So we have to make them love her. So tell me all these good things about her. So I'm walking him up. I'm leading him up just to be able to express his feelings. Because mm. my wife always tell me, yo, you know, it's your approach. You should lead with love. So I, I use that. So and then he, it was. It will always be hints of the funeral chapter every time he would send me different things. So I was already putting together how much hurt that that would cause them. So I'm like, look, you got to write this and send me all the information that you can send me about just this now, because that's really all I need. Like, you, you feel what I'm saying? Like, once I get that, because I write in my head and then I write on a piece of paper, then I put it in the computer but then once I start on a computer, I don't stop. So we did all this research. Well, I had to do all this research, get all this information from him. But in reality, it took me 10 days to write the book I, because I keep a time card because I have to make sure that if I'm spending my time doing this, this is what I'm doing for these hours. Like I keep a real time card. I'm a, mm. I'm a award winning published author. This is actual, uh, actual job. Talk so, your talk. And yes, I pay sir. myself. So, uh, so, once I actually started writing a book, it only took 10 days. And before we ever really discussed anything, like we set deadlines, like, and at one point it probably seemed unrealistic to him that he would get what he wanted without me rushing. But like I said, it was divine intervention for us to even work together, cross paths, anything. Just like I know when he got out the car and he said that's a little kid that he never saw and told him who did it. That was his divine intervention with that because that was true. What that, what that little kid said was true. So I already established that there's been points and moments of divine intervention in his life. Mm -hmm. So once this is just another divine intervention moment within his life, which is within my life, because so many dates and numbers added up, like birthdays, uh, anniversaries, all type of things added up crazy within our life, within different people. Like, his wife's birthday is a day before my mom's birthday. And so it is crazy yeah. to the to the naked ear and the naked eye 
when what actually brought us on this path. But like I said, all I had to do was unlock happy feelings. And then I knew that he would unlock the feelings. Once he sent me that uh, information that I needed from that, it was smooth sailing with the whole process. Brother uh, Calvin, how it took him 10 days, he says, to write, to write the book. Yeah, you might want to turn that around so the people can uh, to go get that book ASAP. Um, how, uh, how long did it take you to write the funeral chapter? Uh, seven hours. Seven hours. I got up and I turned that jazz on. Mm. And I, um, I zoned out. I spoke at my daughter's funeral. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, man. Listen. Hold on, hold on. We can't get too much away. I'm just telling him I just spoke at it, man. Like, I spoke at her funeral. Mm. Funeral was John Pratt, bro. Like, so that uh, was God. The book released on September 30th. Yes. When so, you when you was marrying me and mm. my wife. Wow. That's that was a that's a milestone. That's a big it was a good week. Weekend uh whole week for me. Monday was my birthday. We flew out here Wednesday. Happy belated, right? Thank Happy you. <laughs> we flew out here Wednesday. Thank you, Santuan, for uh that that's cool. Like he came out here for us. Yeah. And then Wish he could have stayed a little longer, man. Right. We could have had him live in yeah, studio. Yes, I, I I just really got back in to the crib. I know. Like, <laughs> I think he got back but, this morning, wasn't it, bro? Yeah, hella early though, but I, 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 I'm i a night owl. But see, the thing about every date that he just mentioned to you from his birthday to the wedding anniversary, at different points in his life, he hated those days because of other yeah. things that happened on those days. Yeah. So that's why we picked that for the book release. That's why I was there on the uh, day he renewed his vows with his wife for 30 years because I literally wrote about the wedding in the book. You, mm. you feel what I'm saying? Okay. So I wrote about their first wedding and I was there when they renewed. Oh, and not only was I there, I know who's going to do it for you guys. I got the person. Don't worry. Super reliable. I'm going to do that. I'm going to introduce you to somebody that I, I already got a lot of love for. So the whole, everything is out of love. It's, it's We're not going, catching Elvis, walking down the street. No, Whatever you say you want, I know my man who already out there could put it together. And that guy is macho. That shirt he has on is is, is a lifestyle for me and everybody around me. So that's why I was there because I knew how important that these dates and stuff could be again. You know, because when a guy hates his birthday or a guy, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So to 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 turn that into something positive again, like like I said, it was just meant for us to work together because he had told me that he was going to Vegas to renew his vows and all of that. But he ain't had nobody to do it or none of that. Hold yeah. on. Give me a second. I got a bro out there. He could do it. And I'm going to call him and make sure that everything line up. Then I'll put y'all on the uh, phone together. You know what I'm saying? And that's a connected experience. So that that's how we live. I want for my brother what I want for myself. That's a fact, man. And I, tr- I truly sympathize, man, because for the longest, I didn't. I haven't celebrated a birthday since 2016. And you know when my when my son transitioned, um, you know my birthday is the fourteenth of August. He passed on the third, and then I watched him get lowered into the ground two days after my birthday on the sixteenth. So for the longest, that is what I associated that month in my birthday with. 
So, man, my, my, my heart truly goes out to yeah, you. I commend man. you I, on I, that, I bro. Like, watch him. Good Lord. No, I didn't do that. Mm-mm. She was, uh, the funeral was Saturday, on that Saturday. and But the funeral home was closed on Saturday. So they had to bury her that Monday. Yeah, couldn't do it. I knew. Yeah. I wasn't doing that. I feel you. I, I, I couldn't do it, so I could. Big ups to you on that. I feel you. Oh, uh, man. So, woo. Heavy, ain't it? <laughs> Heavy. Um, what, I, what I wanted to ask, because, um, you know, we're, we're all parents. Uh, SJ is a father. I'm a father. And uh, both of you fathers have have experienced losses. Yeah. So just give those out there that uh, may be struggling with the same thing, if you can give them one piece of advice. Or if you can give them something, a tool that helped you get better, even though you may still not be fully healed, what helped you get better? If y'all don't mind sharing, because that could be helpful for somebody out there who's struggling with uh, with the loss of a child or a parent or a loss yeah. of any loved one, um, but specifically a loss of a child. Because I can imagine that's probably one of the, I mean, how do you equate pain? It's all painful, yeah. but yeah. I can imagine that being very painful and traumatizing. So how how did you cope? Could y'all give you know some some type of just any type of tool that that could help somebody just get a little bit better? That's hard. I Period. Like, That's, yeah. Hey man, like it's, it's, okay. all, it's always gonna hurt. Like, so, so did your daughter live with you at her time of passing? Yeah. So like. We always have a two-parent home. Okay, that's beautiful. Always that's beautiful. had a two-parent home. That's beautiful. So, um, See, Nacho, excuse me not to cut y'all off. Go ahead, brother. That's why the book is like a must-read because this is a true crime novel because of the events that took his daughter away from us. Yeah. But the story is like a love story, mm. a, a story of an entrepreneur. It's just not as cut and simple as him losing his daughter. I introduce you to Calvin Hawkins and his family, his yeah. grandmother, his these people who, that you've never heard of that's going to remind you of Big Mama, that's going to remind you of your pops, and then the tragedy happens. So by the time you even know, understand that Nakisha is going to be taken from us, you love her because you're thinking about your little sister, your little cousin. You, you feel me? So yeah. this is so much deeper than just a true crime novel. I hate that it had to be that, but it, that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. a must read, man. Like yeah. my, um, my mother-in-law, when I signed her copy, don't worry, mom. Your book is not messed up. I'm bringing it back home. For you. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to snipe it. Yeah. Um, she read it in 24 hours, bro. She did wow. not put the book down at all. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, where can we find the book? At bookbaby.com. 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 Let me uh let me go ahead and tap that in. And I just want to give some flowers to uh brother SJ Jackson and his twin brother AJ for uh for truly being a connected experience, man. I listen to their podcast every week and I always tell them, I'm like, yo, man. Y'all are great interviewers because y'all literally make me interested in everybody y'all interview. Y'all don't do the same run-of-the-mill interviews that we see uh, so often on our timelines and whatnot. Yeah. Y'all interviews are dope. So I just wanted to give y'all y'all flowers for truly being what y'all call yourselves the connected experience, man. Because 
Look at it. Thank this is this is manifestation. That's a fact. This is manifestation yeah. of the connected experience. So to you and your brother SJ, shout out to y'all, man. I'm giving you y'all flowers right here, right now, man. Good brothers, man. Thank you, man. I, I salute y'all. Yes, salute. sir. So the 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 coping mechanisms. But I do now. Yeah. Gym. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Go to the gym all the time. Um. My wife. Like. That's a that's an angel, man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> then like just how she tell me to cope with it. You know, you have to cope with it yourself, but she'll yeah. see that I'm getting when she she know me. So she'll see when I'm getting down. She was like, Hey, if like she see me getting down, she'd be like, Remember Keisha did this or remember Keisha did that? She bring it out of me, she made me laugh. Yeah. So I'ma tell you what she tell me. Think about the funny things, the silly it's things like, yeah. that your baby did. Mm. That's what I have to do. Man. I uh see, see how you smile? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I you know what? You know, for the longest, man, I um I tried my hardest to pick up the pieces that I dropped when it happened. How old was your baby? Seven. Seven. Yeah. Mm. So I tried my hardest to like pick up the pieces of what once was. You know what I mean? Because situations like that change you. It changed you wholeheartedly. And it took me a while to just, you know what? I'm going to try to start anew with the memories that I do have. Um, And uh, I recognize my triggers. I know what triggers me. Um, And I try my hardest to to laugh a lot. You know what I mean? Sometimes, um, you know, um, you laugh to cover up the fact of how how truly how really you you hurting. You know what I mean? We come in here, we come in here every week, and sometimes you know when we're that is that is therapy for me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's why you know I always tell you guys. You know when I come in here, this is the part that I enjoy because I get to put my thoughts and my feelings and things like that to the side. Because at the end of the day, when I go home. I'm back in reality. Yeah, and that is game. when that is when I can dig deep into my family and you know the things that I once thought that made fathers a father I don't look at the same no more. You know what I mean? The 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 prideful things, the things that we buy, all that shit just it don't matter no more. It family means a lot more than right. what we're doing for our family, I would say. And just being there, being able to kick it with my kids, being able to, you know, be around them and, you know, knowing that they're going through um, their process and how they're going to handle these things as they grow. Those are the things that that mean a lot to me. And correct me if I'm wrong, but y'all had to actually help the lost ones, y'all lost baby siblings get through this, correct? Like, how was that process for the, uh, the siblings? Well, I... To keep it real with y'all, I failed my family. I did. Because I was there. Failed? Like successfully listen, failed? No, listen, no, not like that. You know, when they took the shop, I had money like this. But when the bill's coming in, you don't have no more income coming in. Yeah. The transition. Yeah. And my wife went, didn't have no job then because she didn't need to work. But then I fell into depression. Keisha gone. I can't make no money. They didn't mess my name up out here. So I can't make no money or nothing. 
So she had to go get a job. And then I'm in my room depressed. So when I say I failed them, I failed. I failed them as a man because I was there physically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But mentally, shot. I was out of there. Yeah. Sound to me like I you just gone. fell short. You didn't fail because if you didn't give up on your family, you really can't fall. I but didn't give up you on was, them, but I got but I wasn't doing nothing to help. I mean, like they took the drive out of them. Once I seen those things, that's when the fire lit back up in me. Mm-hmm. And it was like, yeah, dad back now. Let me get back to yeah, it. Yeah, dad back. But then I also prayed to a guy, like, I said, listen, take everything. That I don't need all these so-called friends and all that. If they don't need to be around me or you, it's not no good for me. Take them away, mm-hmm. boy. I, you better be careful what you ask for. <laughs> circle got <laughs> small. Hey, man, listen, my circle's so small. I yeah. cut myself out. Now, circle, how you do that, man? Circle look like a Cheerio, man. <laughs> uh, I, I want to say I don't know yet. Yeah, I want to say I don't know yet. You know what I mean? My my uh, my children are, um, you know, high school. Um, but I don't know how this will truly affect them until they get up in age. And you know what I mean? You never know what triggers somebody into going back into, you know, the past and, and what happened. So, you know, right now I'm I'm just I'm paying attention. You know what I mean? I'm paying attention. I'm trying to be there as much as I can when they come to me to talk, you know, things like that. Um, you know, my my, my wife always says we kind of walk around like ghosts a little bit. You know what I mean? Like we, you know, something's there, but we try our best to just uh, move past, man. You know, day by day. I, I look at things. I, I always say, man, one day at a time now, man. Yeah. I can't look backwards. I can't look forward. Yeah. One then. one day at a time. That's all, that's all I have. Um, I want to know um, how how do you how did you feel, um, you know, based upon you guys' relationship when the book finally dropped? I'm talking to SJ? Yes. I'm sorry, brother. SJ, how did you feel? Well, I, uh, I was ecstatic, just like everybody else, because, again, this is actually a family project. I wrote that, and my wife edited the book. Oh, damn, you man. That's love, saying? man. I didn't even know that. So, yeah, so she was fine. Like, so at points, like, she got to stop what she's doing because she's finding out these things. She never knew a lot of this stuff. I got notes. I know what I'm writing. I know what direction. So that was like me actually testing it out on a consumer as well, because if the person got my objective is yeah. to make you put it down and pick it right back up because you can't you, you can't stop it, 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 it because it's called justice. So at some point, you know, that has to come in there. But you don't know what type of justice it is, because, again, the elements we from. I could have wrote this same book and he could have dirt napped the young boy. And it's and 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 it could have made that feel like justice. Yeah, you feel what I'm saying. So of the street, I gotta variety. take you there for you because you're gonna want that type of justice because you're human. You know what I'm saying. So when my wife is editing the book, she's like, "Oh my god, like wow, like wait a minute, like." And again, oh I, my bad, Calvin. She'll be mad at you because she said you ain't get her no sweater. And mm. tell, not- <laughs> tell Shelby I got it, man. Yeah, you know, I know the address. I, uh, I hey. send it out there. <laughs> hey, I'm telling you, soon as she sees it, she, she said, uh, tell me my daughter. You know what I'm saying? And that's, yeah, that's my saying? niece, man. My I call her my niece now. Him and met him. My, I took my daughter with me the first time I met her. So mm. when he met me, he met my daughter. 
and she signed his book and he signed her book type of thing. She's an author as well. So it's like, it's more family now. So when the book came out, like I've had the feeling of a book being released before. He hasn't. But this is so special to him. Yeah. I had to be there for that moment. You know what I'm saying? And I was there for that moment. That's Real quick, it. go ahead and plug Shelby uh book. Oh, I'm going to get to it. You okay. know what I'm saying? Uh, it's actually a book series, The Adventures of Shelby Sunshine. You can catch that on Amazon. Just type it in. She got three books. Uh, the Bestest Family Vacation, Kenny Gard, and For Real, Next Stop, First Grade. And Next Stop, First Grade was just released on September 6th, which was her sixth birthday and yeah. her first day of first grade. So, you know what I'm saying? And again, that's a family business. Me and Shelby write the books. Her mom, Jody, edits the books, and we give them to the world. So. Oh. My my family family business right now is we're author we're we're in the book industry you know authors and editors and then I do some consultations so like Shelby got to pay for me to do my consultation work on my books <laughs> the research and all of that you know what I'm saying because if Dad ain't gonna be able to do it you gonna have to pay somebody so that come out the budget and yeah. we do it like that you know so I was simultaneously writing the last uh book uh, the last Shelby Sunshine book while I was writing his uh, while we were working on justice for Nikisha, father's pain so that part of it like i would be happy to write with my daughter in the middle of that because that actually reversed some of the feelings that i was having and emotions for this book so i did that simultaneously on purpose providing some balance yeah i like that um with, yeah. with 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 the book um as a father when something when when tragedy strikes like this um i'm gonna speak for, i'm gonna speak for myself for a minute um i got complete tunnel vision I didn't care about nothing else but taking care of who did what. You know what I'm saying? Um, with with you guys' situation and this book situation, because you on the outside looking in, you were the father. You the one who actually went through this. Um, was there any amount of uh, anger tempered a little bit because he kind of gave? He was able to give you the. The, uh, the outside looking in perspective or was it just like fuck everybody there yeah everybody I, I, I man I hated the world everybody because she I was like I could see if she was sick and passed you know what I'm saying yeah but she wasn't sick wasn't nothing wrong with her, wrong with her. you know what I'm saying she was healthy she yeah. was just getting ready to go to college in Michigan. Mm. She didn't even get to see her diploma, bro. Jeez. It came soon as she was buried. Yeah. Jesus, man. So I I, I had an after-world attitude, bro, for a long time. After-world attitude. And the fact that I heard you mention on the TCE podcast that she was very popular. Very. So I, the fact that nobody would step up it had over four hundred. It was over four hundred some people. The line of the church was just outside, and I'm just there, angry, like angry outside. I said, "Look at this." I said, "We should have did this privately." Period. Yeah. Do you guys have a, a different perspective? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was saying, but my my, I'm going to be honest. My outside looking in perspective is because I'm hearing the, the story, and it's already ended. You feel what I'm saying? So I'm hearing, I get to hear the full story. At that moment, in that time in his life, I wouldn't have had that outside looking in perspective. Yeah. And 
I couldn't say that if I was with him, I wouldn't have encouraged what we think to be the behavior that was supposed to be because I never, I, okay. So on the TCE podcast, when I say he gave me a new respect for Trayvon's father, because I, when these things were happening with Trayvon, yeah. I wasn't a father. So I'm just thinking about what I would do if I was a father yeah. if that happened. You know what I'm saying? But to be so close to somebody who was a father, who had multiple kids, who has a wife, like to do what we would think would be necessary to do in that situation would have hurt his family so much more. I get a chance to know the family as knowing the story before I know the story when I'm hearing the story is finished. So I can say outside looking in, you, you know what I'm saying? Relax and all of that. No, because when you were in that moment, you were already a father. My daughter is only six years old. I couldn't imagine right now, but what factors in my life? I don't have any more kids. It, it's so many factors that yeah. I would be in a different situation than him. Mm. You, you feel what I'm saying? But, but he has kids. He has a wife. He has a life established. He's an entrepreneur. He's helping the community and the same community turned they back on you because it's you, you feel like that, but that's the same community. Like how, how fast would you be to go tell your kids to go tell the police what they saw? Yeah. Because that's what we come from. You feel what I'm saying? Like a part of you has to understand, but they never let it go. The community still loved her so much that they became adults and told their story of what happened and it was the same true story and it still got the same justice, but they weren't kids anymore. They were people who had kids who, wait a minute, what if that happened to me? Yeah. And and that's the perspective I have now because I'm a father, but I can't tell him that. And that you were totally right for feeling every emotion that you felt because it got us here to this day because it could have went a bunch of different ways. Mm. But everything that you felt got us here to this day and that's what was supposed to happen the divine intervention. He had the opportunity and I describe it vividly in the book. He had the opportunity to do whatever any one of us fathers would see fit to do to this young man. He had the opportunity, a real opportunity. It's described. Nobody even knew that until they read it in the book. Something else about the book, Justice for Nikisha, A Father's Pain, his mother-in-law never knew how he <laughs> met his wife. She found that out in the book. Mm. A book this is a person who's known them as a couple their whole life, and she got to learn how they met via <laughs> me describing it in the book. And it's moments like that. Everybody in his family who's read the book so far, Justice for Nikisha, A Father's Pain, has found out something new about him, and they've known him his whole life. I haven't known him 36 months and get to introduce a different version of him to people who love him and know him, and that's phenomenal and I don't think anybody else would have been able to do that. That's beautiful, man. You good at what you do, brother. S.J. Jacks. Oh, man, he's an award-winning author, so of course. <laughs> Absolutely, you know, man. That's what award-winning authors do. So, I'm a award-winning urban fantasy author. I'm a best-selling children's books author with my daughter. And now I'm a true crime author with the help of uh, with, with, with me assistant, Calvin. So that's three years, three different genres, one pen, one name, S.L. Jackson. S.L. Jackson. I want to ask you, brothers, um, uh, you know, a question based uh, based upon the book and and uh, just your, um, you know, your knowledge of life, brother SJ. Um, do you guys do you truly believe in forgiveness, or do we just cope and get comfortable with, with coping? I'm gonna tell you what I told Sasquatch. 
my youngest son and my wife forgave him. Me and my older son, we didn't. So he, he got a good, yeah, ID 50%. Balanced. Yeah, 50%, mm -hmm. he cool. Like, I don't know if I'll ever be able to forgive him. But, no, nah, like, I don't know. I ain't gonna never forget. Yeah. And then, like, his family see me sometimes, you know, whatever. But they not missing nothing, bro. Like, Keisha gone. Yeah. She can't. Had no baby. She, I can't walk her down the aisle, no, yeah. none of that stuff. He still got a chance. He get out of jail. And they still not missing him. Why? They can put money on, they can still take care of him, put money on his books and feed him. They can talk to him, video call, and they can go see him. Yeah. Man, my wife and my kids, we don't have that. Yeah. I ain't of the whole forgiveness. Uh, and I know it's crazy because, but like, I never forgave uh what's the dude the name? Uh George Zimmerman. Mm. And that wasn't even my child. But mm. like that one particular case just hurt me so much. Yeah. Like I, I think I just changed my profile pic on like Twitter because it was a side by side of me and RJ yeah. and then Tracy and Trayvon Martin. Like we redid the photos. Yeah. Like I don't know why, but that kid, being a father of young black men, yeah. I got three black sons. So like that case hurt me and um Thank God I haven't experienced that that loss. Wouldn't um, want you to, bro. Appreciate yeah. it, but like yes. that forgiveness stuff. Like I'm, I'm not of the forgiveness. Uh, uh, I'm not of that class. I'm not of, I'm not of that. Like yeah. if those who need to be forgiven get forgave, but I'll forgive you. Like when Trayvon comes back, I'll forgive George Zimmerman when Trayvon mm -hmm. returns. Brother SJ, right? I, I, I don't believe in forgiveness. Per se, because I'm not I'm, I'm not judging you. Like I, I believe in everything is written. So whether I forgive you or not, I'm still gonna do whatever necessary. Like whatever the situation is, not just like with the loss. Whether I forgive you or not, I'm gonna move forward. So no, I don't believe in forgiveness because that's based on somebody else's perception of what's been done anyway. Mm. Like you know what I'm saying? Like if I bump into you in the supermarket and say, excuse me, you might still hold that grudge. Like I said, excuse me, I be, I felt like I might have did something, you know what I'm saying? But you might be like, I hate black guys now because that black guy bumped into yeah. me. Like you never know. It's always based on some somebody else's feelings. You know what I'm saying? Like I told him, I told Calvin, yo, we go send dude a book. Because what we did is everybody we mentioned and everything that's going on in the book, we opened up the world because we live in a social media world. That's we fair. live in a different world now. So we opened it up for everybody to tell their version of events. You know what I'm saying? We just have the truth with our version of events, and our truth could be backed up by all the other people coming out. That's go. If some people mentioned in the book, that's go say they always wanted to tell and such and such scared them and all of this. Like we get to hear. I told them now we get to listen because everything you ever wanted to know, all the questions you ever had, you don't have to ask one person now. All those answers are going to come to you. Because when such and such say something on the social media, somebody go send it to you. That's go check that off your list of yeah. what you thought, maybe who been involved, all of that. So everything you ever like, you're going to be at so much peace because everybody else is going to want to talk. You're going to are you going to forgive some of them people for not talking now? It's just not about forgiving the person who took Keisha away. Yeah. It's a lot of intricate parts. Could you forgive the mother for her ill representation of being the mother and raising her son? 
now that you know that this happened to her and she what you it's a lot that's gonna come yeah. out so forgiveness is so big so you just got to deal with the situation more than think about who we go forgive because a lot of people go they wronged him they go they go want his forgiveness people close to him because they didn't believe him do you do that or do you not rehash those wounds and yeah. move on we so far past that now you know what i'm saying because again so much is going to come out that you always wanted to know that's what we go focus on all your questions getting answered bro and i don't even know none of your questions that you had when stuff was going on they all will be answered because everybody go wants you to forgive them they're going to want to tell their story now they get to and you get to answer your questions and them stories ain't gonna be heard it ain't another sl jackson out there that's gonna be able to do mm. what we did you can go get whoever you want to try to tell your story <laughs> Talk it's your just gonna be a spinoff of what we did right we we telling the world who everybody is and somebody go want to we know we so we know the world but it ain't yeah. gonna be like this because we're the truth this is the truth this is a father's pain this is not a scary girlfriend's pain who was scared to come forward to her boyfriend and went to jail nobody cares about that pain if you knew that if you already knew what this father was going through nobody cares about the pain of the person who says they were scared but they really weren't scared they just weren't mad enough at the people that they knew were involved yeah. once they got mad enough where was that fear in no you just weren't mad enough to say that such and such man it's deep it's deep and yeah. people probably think that we're giving a book away we ain't even cracked the surface of what you're going to see mm. what you're going to feel because it's all real and what i told calvin is hey man you did two things you just became a spokesperson for fathers who lost their daughters and fathers who don't give up when they lose their daughters violently those are two different things because what i also was doing when i was writing this I watch the news on the YouTube and this happens way more where the father is on the TV crying about losing his daughter and nobody's speaking for these guys yeah. because naturally they feel like this is something that a mother would do. That's a fact. And I get like, a lot again, of emails and stuff. Line, we know so much about his mother and his relationship yeah. and we don't know about him and his father's relationship as deep, but we know so much about him and his mother's relationship because this is behavior that someone would expect from the mother. But no, this is a, a a man who, when he first seen his daughter, he said she looked just like me. I could relate to a man touching his daughter for the first time. I'm the ultimate protection for my daughter, as is he was for his daughter. He said, hey, you will never be a statistic. That's what he told me. He told me something that the police said about something that you go read in a book. And I said, when that happened, we go call that police out by name because it happened just not the way you tried to play us with it. So it's so much more that we just opened up the door for. Like y'all, our first interview as us, as Calvin Hawkins and SL Jackson, y'all, because when he came on the Connected Experience, that's still something that I'm a part of. But this is the first time. So y'all got the exclusive, bro. I gave that to you. Hey, we, I, I wanted to be there and I yeah. tried. You know we wanted you here, bro. We wanted that's you love. here. Shout out to Macho, yeah, man. So, but this is what I'm saying. So, so many people are going, this is the point of reference. Because this is just me and him talking to y'all about it. So I, I wanted, I'm happy that I could share that moment with y'all because everybody going to be looking for this because this is going to be the first time that's in the title or the hashtags in that world. And we know what that means. We know people go watch. We know people go take stuff that we say from here and use it. And whether they give us the credit or not, this is thank y'all for helping us get our story out there further in the beginning the very beginning the book came out three days ago so thank you for helping us in the beginning i appreciate that we, we all we got Absolutely, <laughs> we man. all we got and i appreciate you i appreciate you brothers man um uh and one more thing too man 
when like he said, when I told my daughter she had never been a statistic, yes. when I sat there and look at that cat, I'm working for her. Like working for her. I got her own clothing line. That's 93TM11. You can get it at like teammonsterwear.com. Team Monster, okay. 93 is when she was born. Her nickname was Monster. So it's Team Monster. And that's when she was murdered in 2011. 93TM11. So I did that for her. Um, come December, around Christmas time, um, we had some people from London. They flew in from London. Did a whole documentary. It's going on Hulu in there. Yeah. Oh, wow. Called, yeah. Um, it's going to be called, it's a six-part series. It's going to be called The Web of Death. And our uh, our program on there is going to be called Facebook Live. Yeah, we working. Mm. Up under there, they got six books in London already right now. Wow. So when you said you went viral when you were all over the world, yeah. you was in Dubai, that, yeah. that's probably how they then, picked up on yeah. it. Wow. No, they got, um, don't ask me how, but they said they seen my story on the Gangster Chronicles and they flew from London to Indiana, flew my sons from Texas to Indiana and stayed in Indiana for like a week and a half, two weeks. Mm. Yeah. So I'm, I don't, I don't know if this is gonna be in the book, and I don't want to give it away. If you want to uh, not answer, just that's fine. But uh, how's your community relationship now? Because I know it was damaged back in the, you know, I mean, around I that just, time. Like, how is it now? You feel restored, redeemed? Are they anticipating the book? Or oh, yeah, they still... anticipating the book. Okay. Yeah, they anticipating the book. But as far as me, like, doing anything yeah. and stuff in the community and all that, and no, I chill with my wife and my kids, man. Kind of disconnected. My wife and kids and grandkids. That's what I need. Mm-hmm. That's what I've been needing. I just was too hard-headed. Sometimes God can knock you down. He'll do it and let right. you realize who you really and truly need. And you sometimes you'll never know how far off the edge you are until you go over the edge. Mm-hmm. man, look, brother, my heart is my heart goes out to you. Uh, I'm glad that you know. What I mean, we're following each other now, man. So I get to, you know, there's a. I haven't met anybody that has been through what I've been through. You know, well, we're connected, bro. And, we and, and to 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 know that, man, and um, you, brother, man, uh. I'm looking forward to seeing more from you. Thanks, man. And, uh, uh, wholeheartedly. If you, ever make it, if you ever make it out to where we at, we, we got a spot for you to come. So where you at? Share your story on the Connected Experience. We uh, we we in Angster, Detroit area, uh, 20 minutes outside of the D. But you know what, though? Now that I think about it, me and bro just go come out there because we got to be on y'all show, too. Absolutely, like man. Connected Experience got to come. Yeah. We definitely, you know what I'm saying? Because... Um, I know this is about the book, but like I, I'm excited about what Macho got going on. Yeah. Are you coming to the comedy show, bro? Um, you know what? Me you- and me and wifey are 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 currently um trying to make plans to make that happen. Secretly. We were trying okay, to surprise. We might, we might be able to we might be able to make something happen if you come down to the comedy show before we get to Vegas, but it ain't no telling with me and bro, we'll pop up just to come <laughs> yeah. do that. He just, just popped like, up on me. <laughs> yeah. And um Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like straight up. You know, I, I, I wanna give um I wanna give uh because we all we're we're all here because of one man. And I truly wanna give my, you know, uh flowers to 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 Macho, man. Um I don't think the you know, this brother truly understands how much he is uh an inspiration um to me. And, um, you know, normally um, I, I can't find anybody that I can really relate to. Um, 
and and I've been connected with this brother since we met, man. And I and I want to shout out to him. And this is a, a incredible irony um, because when we first met, and when our first discussion was about books. <laughs> and, and, look um, and look at us now, man. So, man, I, I, I want to shout this. I want to shout this brother out for real, man, because he's Appreciate a it. he's a he's a true gem. Thank you, thank you, man. We, like I say, we all we got. I live by that, man. So, like one thing I can say about listening to the connected experience, man, is I love that SJ and AJ are like impeccable with their words. Yeah. Like you know, and I've I've since I read the four agreements, I've been trying to be the same way. I don't speak anything that I don't want to manifest. You know what I'm saying? So I noticed, listen to the TCE podcast, and I'm sure they probably train themselves to just like, so it's so natural, like y'all so impeccable with y'all words and what y'all say. And I just love that. So that's why I'm always listening to the podcast and I'm always loving the interviews. And man, it's the way that, you know, we're here today yeah. connected. You know, we connected by basically somebody I never met, Trinidad Ant, shout out to Ant. But like, that's what got me listening to Shop Talk. That's what got me listening to This Week in Culture. That's what got me listening to TCE Pod. Yeah. So that's what connected us, you know? So it's just, it's all Thank divine. You. Love. Go ahead, SJ. It is truly a lifestyle. I want for my brother what I want for myself. Mm. I want success for everybody. I want, I want the best for you. I don't want any harm to come to you or your children. So that makes the world a better place because people are more relatable. And, and when you live that you know what i'm saying like i just heard somebody say that somewhere else right and that's actually an islamic concept that comes out of the quran say what and specifically SJ? That, islamic concept that came out of the quran because at one time we were like uh muslim we were sunni muslim yeah so that more than anything stuck with us because that made the most sense so we feel like our whole journey into becoming sunni muslims was for us to read those words because that's how we had been living our whole life and we still live like that today and that's a real connected experience like whatever you do i can help you with i don't even know what you do and i'm only supposed to help you because knowledge is the best form of currency mm. and i am a ball of knowledge and my brother is just as much a ball of knowledge with more knowledge on different things. And so that be so with that, we can sit and talk to anybody because we're getting knowledge from you and you might not even know we're soaking up knowledge. Something that's so minute to you might unlock so much for us. So that's why I connect with people. That's why it's a connected experience because who would have known that you two brothers, Kawhi, not you, Macho, and your mans, would be on the show and y'all both could relate to each other. And you just said, I've never found somebody I can relate to. And I, and you're sitting next to somebody that you can relate to. And you didn't even know that they were going to walk through the door. Yeah. That that's an experience. That's something, whether we were on here doing this or not, you're never going to forget that. Like you heard his story about his daughter, your antennas woke up mm -hmm. because he felt some of the same stuff you felt. That's, that's right. not common. That's not often. That's an experience that you'll remember. That's why we the connected experience. Mm. I'm just one half of that. You know what I'm saying? I have a twin brother that I'm an author and he's a casting director and I'm a, uh, we, we do things together, but like you can meet both of us and think you're talking to the same person. And then you realize, whoa, these are two different people. So that's why when I'm an author, which is one of my many hats, yeah. SL Jackson, when I do the connected experience, I'm San Juan. You, you know what yeah. I'm saying? And if people know me personally, they call me twin. No matter how long they know me, they just call us twin because they feel that connection 
and I, and I let people who I got a lot of love for call me twin still. Like Calvin kept calling me SL. <laughs> and it, it, once we finished the book, I told yeah. him, "Hey, my name is Santuan to you, bro. My name is we're we're brothers now." Yeah. At the beginning of this, I was SL Jackson to you. You know what I'm saying? Now, call me twin. Call me Santuan. All right. Don't call me SL because that's business. All right, brother. One more time, man. Before we uh we get up out of here, where can they find you? Where can they find the book? You can find a book on bookbaby.com. You can go on my IG. It's the underscore mad underscore scientist. You can find me on Facebook at Calvin Hawkins. And what you can go to her clothing line. That's teammonsterwear.com. It's her whole clothing line for and everything. And then you can email me at justicefornikisha at gmail.com. All right, brother. SJ. Plug yourself, yeah. man. Where can they find you? Where can they find your books? Where can they find the pod? Okay, well, the only place that you can find the pod uh, where it, everything is in your phone. The pod is in your phone. Just type in a connected experience. Uh, you won't be able to find me as uh, <laughs> author or whatever unless you buy a book because that's the only way that I would like to be reached. So mm. just um, you could go to one sljackson.com. That what you could. That's where you could purchase the award-winning novella. Uh, Animal Instinct, The Urban Jungle. Great you book. go on Amazon, you type in The Adventures of Selby Sunshine, and that's where you can purchase that book, children's book series. Great read for kids. It's really based on her life. Like it's, it's, it's I'm chronicling her life as she goes. Like family vacations, yeah. kindergarten, first grade, and then um, uh, bookbaby.com, type in Justice for Nikisha, Father's Pain. But I got some uh, other books that I'm working on. Um, Oh, and I also do articles. Uh, I run a website. You can find me on that. If, if you already rock with me, just spread the word, and that's how people will find me. That's uh, the best way to find we got, me. We got one minute. Uh, you can find uh, me on Twitter at Just Call Me Spence, or J-U-S Call Me Spence. Uh, same thing on uh, Instagram. Uh, find the pod, Views from the 7 on Twitter, Views from the underscore 7 on Instagram, Views from the 7 on Facebook. Macho Plug, what you got, man? ComedianMacho.com. We out. Peace.